My name is James Newcomb, and I love stories. Stories make you happy, they make you sad, they make you angry, they make you glad. But most importantly, they make you think. That's what this show is all about. It's called Newcombio, and it begins now. Oh, that was a close one. I just about went into my uh, podcast hosting platform and checked my stats. Oh, vanity metric of vanity metrics. There it is, checking your download stats as if that means diddly squat in the big picture. Anyway, I want to share a story with you. And I heard this on um, one of my favorite podcasts of all time. It's called Entrepreneurs on Fire. It's hosted by my friend John Lee Dumas. And I've listened to John. I've followed him for years now. And I've actually worked with him one-on-one on a like a mentorship uh, type of basis. And talk about a guy who's just done it right. He's very, very successful. And uh, recently he had on his podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire, a man by the name of Dean Graziosi. And Dean has a new book out called The Underdog Advantage. And I just ordered it. And I encourage you to order it as well. Um, the link is eofire.com slash underdog, eofire.com slash underdog. Anyway, I was listening to the episode of Entrepreneurs on Fire, and Dean was sharing the story of George Washington and how some of the disadvantages that he faced in his early life as a young man. I had no idea about this, about George Washington. I've uh, been an admirer of, of Washington's for a long time, but I learned a lot of things about his early life and how it finally culminated in the famous um, crossing of the Delaware River and defeating the British Army on Christmas Eve during the War of for Independence. So um, I'm going to hand it over to Dean Graziosi telling the story, and then if you'll stay tuned to the end of the story, it's about three minutes long. If you'll stay tuned, I have a special offer for you as well on this podcast. So here we go. Take it away, Dean Graziosi. I love the fact that from when he was a little kid, George Washington, he was the fifth child. By the time it got to him, there was no money left, so they couldn't send him to school. And then his dad died. So he's only one without a college degree. So he had to figure out a way to be a surveyor on his own, right? So it looks like eh, being an underdog, you know, he's got to go figure this out on his own. Then he gets a little older, joins the British Army. And since he's American born, he's like the, you know, the, the, the outcast. So they don't let him in the room. They pay him half the wages. They give him the worst assignments and they never let him make decisions. Simple as that sounds, those fundamental things without an education, he found a way to to go to another level with them, not letting him in the room and underestimating him and thinking he wasn't smart and not having a college degree. He found the power of he, you can't right? some people hear you can't enough and they decide not to. Underdogs who transmutate that that energy, they get heard, they get told they can't enough until that becomes their power, right? So long story short, when he had the chance to get back at the British, uh, you know, the British army and go against them, he had all this hidden power. They never saw him coming, didn't have the assets. Long story short, I know we all know George Washington, you know, cut down the cherry tree, which he never did, and uh, help, you know, make America free. But here's a part that I want to share that really hit home. He was just this underdog on every level. And now he's got 3,500 troops. And he's in New York and, or 35 to 4,000 troops. 
And the king of England says, squash these rebels, make an example of them. He sends, they send 30,000 of the best fighters in the world, 10,000 more hired Hessians from Germany, the best fighters that existed at the time. 30,000 come over to fight 4,000 Americans that are 16 to 60, half of them don't have shoes. They got enough bullets for one shot each. And they just wipe out George Washington's army. They, they kill a third of them, some desert, and they take Long Island, Rhode Island, Staten Island, all of Manhattan. And if you don't know the end story, John Lee, you say, it's over, it's done. If, if I wasn't living in America, didn't know the ending, I'd say, this guy's getting squashed. But here's the thing, and, and I'm, I hope this example really comes through because it meant so much to me. He gets his butt kicked and he's racing across New Jersey with a couple thousand men left. And he is literally at his last, like back up against the wall, which underdogs perform so well when they know how to trans, you know, transfer that energy. And that's when he writes, you know, freedom or death or liberty or death, right? And with the Hessians on Christmas Eve and the British army uh, kind of celebrating Christmas and saying there's no way that George Washington would ever attack us, George Washington takes these so-called disadvantages, being underestimated. He would never do that. Being told he can't. He's not smart enough. He doesn't have the resources. He doesn't have bullets. He doesn't have gunpowder. He doesn't have the men. He doesn't have shoes for God's sakes. So all those things that they underestimated on, they relaxed. And that's what I would say. Sometimes people that have privilege, people that win lotto, people that have trust funds, they relax because they have privilege. They don't have to fight for it, right? They relax on Christmas Eve. He crosses 3,000 men across the Delaware in the middle of the night. And these 3,000 ragtag men take 10,000 Hessians in less than 45 minutes. They take their clothes, they take their guns, they march up to Princeton and they win battle number two, beginning of a seven year war where, well, we know the ending. We're not drinking tea and speaking with a British accent, <laughs> right? And those type of stories are in every single person who's transformed the world, right? They don't make statues of critics. They make statues of the misfits, the underdogs, the ones that told they can't, the ones that are told they're dreamers or they should get realistic. Now, as promised, if you're still listening to this, I have a very, very special offer for you. I just put the finishing touches on an ebook, and I want to give it to you for free. It's called Success and Failure, and it was written by a man named Robert Horton towards the end of the 19th century. In case you're a millennial and, and that means nothing to you, it means at the end of the 1800s. I think it was around 1898. So it, he's a British guy. And um, I was just, honestly, I was just looking for a book in the public domain that I could um, repackage and republish and give it away as, as a lead generator to collect email addresses. I mean, that's as transparent as you can get with my motives. But I came across this book called Success and Failure, and it was just so profound in the wisdom that was shared that I, I just was I just felt so fortunate to have found this book. And um, I, I just finished typing it and getting it in, in PDF format. And I really, really encourage you to take, to take like an hour, maybe, I don't know, it might take two hours to read it. And just carve out some time and read this book. It is so, so good, so profound. So the way to get this free ebook is to just go to the homepage of my website, jamesnewcomb.io, and you'll see uh, a picture. You just click on the picture, and it'll take you to the place where you can download the book. And um, 
I, I really, I really cannot recommend this book high enough. It's very, it's really, really good, very profound. And especially in today's day and age where, you know, real wisdom when it comes to entrepreneurship and business is scarce to say the least, highly recommend checking it out. Just go to my homepage, jamesnewcomb.io, and you'll see the link right there to download the book. So yet another fantastic episode of Newcombio is in the books. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you on the flip side.